Caravaggio, The Calling of Peter and Andrew. Matt 4 12-23. In today's Gospel, Jesus walks along the shore of Galilee and calls two brothers from two families. James and John leave their probably elderly father and walk away. We are not told what happens to him or whether they had questions. In this encounter is the drama of what we would call a vocation. A vocation is a call, coming as it does from the Latin vocare, a call from Christ. It is pressing, often unsettling, but ultimately fulfilling, because in answering the call, one finds oneself anew in Christ. If you've been a Catholic for any reasonable amount of time, there's a good chance you've thought about your vocation. Catholics traditionally tend to think of a vocation as one of three things, marriage, priesthood or the religious life, and we could also add the consecrated single life. But today, people tend to talk about the vocation to teach, to counsel, to be a doctor or even a businessperson and whatnot. On the other hand, you read someone like Therese who was already a nun, and still searching for her deeper calling, her vocation. She finally finds it in Paul's letter to the Corinthians, I will be love in the heart of the church. This is incredible. Did she just make up a vocation? No one had mentioned something like love itself being a vocation before. So, what is a vocation? We can distinguish at least three levels or senses in what we have already said. There is a vocation, a calling which is true for everyone. It is the call to be a saint, to be holy. It is what Vatican II called the universal call to holiness. Holiness is for everyone, from the maid in the kitchen to the head of business to the priest in the church. In the process of becoming this person who is holy, which is simply to love God and fellow human beings fully and sincerely, God calls us to different states of life, marriage, priesthood, religious life and so on. It is there we learn to love, to lose our self-centeredness and be made new, into saints. This is the school where we are transformed. Within that, the natural, and supernatural, gifts that God might have endowed us with can all come to flourish. These could also be called our vocation. I have a gift to teach, to make music, to be creative, to lead people, to solve problems in science and politics and whatnot. Through these gifts I can make the world a better place. There are desires that I have in my heart which are good and longs for fulfillment. How do I know what my vocation is? We could be aware of our calling in one or more of the above senses. Some have a strong sense of their calling to be a priest or religious long before they know how they would really want to serve as one. Do I see myself teaching or preaching? Working with young people or serving the elderly? Taking care of the sick or visiting prisons or a parish? Some, like myself, knew how I wanted to serve, before I was convinced God was calling me to the priesthood. But these gifts can be lasting or temporary. I could have a phase in life where music is important to me and sometime later it could take a backseat for something else, an accident could render me incapable of doing something previously important, but it doesn't need to destroy my life. Because within all that, our primary calling remains the same. It is to be a saint. To learn to love like God Himself. Which is why Therese was not making up a vocation. In her own simple but extraordinary way, she knew she would incarnate this primary vocation through everything she did, she would be love. But to be love is to be God, for God is the one who is love itself. This of course, was not new, but few in the church had ever stated this so boldly. While we all have to learn to love through our vocation and vocational gifts, she reached straight for the goal, to be this fire of love. Given the above, let's look at the Gospel of today. Jesus walks by the shore of Zebulun and Naphtali and He calls these men to follow Him. If we look through the history of Israel, these were the towns which were first raided by Assyria the first superpower which destroyed Israel, after Egypt. In the tragic history of Israel, these towns became something of the pattern of pain that was to follow over the years. The Scriptures themselves characterized them as a place of darkness, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. This is the first point. 
it is into this darkness that Christ comes. It does not matter where we've been, what our history has been, what we might have suffered or how we have failed. Jesus knows. Here he calls the fishermen. The calling is not random. Jesus knows exactly who they are and what he wants. This is the second point. God is not looking for volunteers. God calls us because he knows us. We just have to respond. As he calls them, he says I will make you fishers of men. This is the third point. It is Christ who does the calling, it is Christ who will make them into fishers of men. Talk of vocation can evoke different reactions from Catholics, many times, fear. Will it mean I'll have to give up everything I love doing? Leaving my career and money behind to be a poor Franciscan doesn't sound like fun. But here we see the amazing gentleness and love of God for us, He knows who we are and what will fulfill us. His call doesn't destroy or violate any of our natural gifts because it was He who gave it to us in the first place. These people were already skilled fishermen. They give these up, to follow Jesus. Jesus elevates their natural gifts to something supernatural, to be fishers of men, like God Himself. To have a natural gift of leadership means I might be a successful businessman, which is not bad. But that gift given to God means He could use your skills in that very place to bring His goodness to people in completely new ways. This is the invitation of the Gospel today. If we've been baptized, we've been called personally by Christ. Christ has given us a mission which is as unique as ourselves. It is here that all our natural gifts and desires, our wounds and our weaknesses, and dreams will come together in a way we could never imagine. Why don't you ask God this week again, what your vocation is? Thank you.